Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm excited to have a good friend and a peer from SAS Academy joining us today. His name is Emmerich, and he is the CEO of a company you might have heard of called Agora Pulse. They're one of the leading social media management platforms, and they are defining the future of social media management. And when Emmerich is not running that company, you can find him kite surfing and cruising around in his camper van all around Europe and beyond. So with that, Emmerich, I appreciate you being here, making some time for us today. Marcel, all the pleasure is mine. I, I love the way you introduced me, uh, cruising in my camper van across Europe. And I'm thrilled to be here and, and, and hopefully I'll bring uh, tidbits of value to, to the audience. And it shows in your execution, one of the things that, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about and I was involved in recently with the Agorpal Summit is your commitment to supporting agencies. You're doing a lot more to create community around that, to create education, to create resources around that. And that's part of the impetus for the episode today, where we are really intending to unpack what it means to offer great social media services and how to think about making that viable from a business perspective. I think there's a perception in the industry that this is one of those services that's come on there's not a lot of margin in it but you've been working with lots of agencies and a lot of them are doing really well on this so we, we want to get in and dig into the dna of that so why don't we start with the basics typically um what do clients expect when they're buying social media services or what are agencies typically offering what's the dna of a really compelling social media offering as an agency what should we be considering that is actually going to create value for clients and is going to help us um, actually stand out and make that seem like not such a commoditized service yeah the first thing i would say is that one should never assume what the client wants and what's valuable for the client and the first mistake i see from agencies getting into managing social media for clients or having done it for a while and struggling with it is that they never had the the real conversation about the value and and for me it all starts there and it's it's not only for agencies it's for everyone every business including mine and funny enough and I'm I'm 49 years old so I have a little bit of experience behind me and I, when I look back and I look at all the mistakes I've witnessed over the years and even the mistakes I've witnessed from my own team from time to time as of today it's usually about not having dug to uh, the the value conversation hard enough and that's definitely where to start and before you assume anything with a new client or an existing client you know you, you definitely should sit down and say okay I really want to understand what value do you want me to create with that social media thing that you're, you're you're about to delegate to me or hand me out or like you know or, or get rid of <laughs> by giving it to my agency what how are you going to measure the success i brought to your business and to you as a business owner or as a business um, as a decision maker in the, in that business and make sure that that understanding is crystal clear between you and the client and you'd be amazed 
how often this is not done and how often it's assumed that I just need to crank out content, I need to in empty that social inbox, I need to spit those reports at the end of the month with you know good looking graphs going up and to the right and, and most of the time what I witness is this. The second thing I witness way too often, but it's also true for every you know, for a SaaS business or, or a software business, is that usually when people start, especially when they start, they underprice their services. Like they go, okay, like it's you know, I, I can't sell that for more than two hundred a month, for five hundred a month, whatever it is, is the price, and they underprice what they do, which leads to the consequence of them having the wrong clients and clients who don't value what they do and 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 are just here because it's cheap and are don't don't pay attention or don't care about what the agency is going to create in terms of value for them. So like I I one friend of mine, she became a friend, she's an American and she used to live in France and she has her own agency. When I met her, she she was on her own, like a solopreneur doing during doing her doing her own thing. And now I think she has three people working for her. And I spent, you know, 15, 20 minutes with her and I looked at her pricing model and how she was presenting her, her service and stuff. And I said, okay, double that. And she was scared. She looked at me, what? Double that? I'm not going to close anything. Nobody's going to buy my stuff if I double. I said, well, try this for a month and then get back to me. And after a month, she got back to me and said, that's amazing. I lost the worst client I've ever had and everybody else is paying twice as much. I almost doubled my income by just doing the same thing. Um, I'm not saying everybody can double their agency fees or monthly recurring, but what I'm saying is that it always, it, it usually starts there. Is You're probably not extracting enough value and, 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 and it's probably because you didn't have the value conversation in the first place. So I know it feels broad and generic, but I've seen that so often that I can't not just share that with you and the audience again. So to piggyback on that question, we've talked a little bit about how to identify the value, how to make sure we know what's important. The next question I have is who is a good candidate for adding social media services to their agency? Um, because what I love about this is it is an easy thing to create recurring revenue off of, which especially for project-based agencies that might be building websites or doing kind of one-off things um, could present them a really easy path to say, well, we've created this problem that now you have an audience and you need to speak to them. So um, who should be thinking about evaluating this before we kind of dig into how to think about installing it as a process? I do think that as long as you're doing marketing for your clients, you should have an idea of what social media can do or cannot do for them. Like you should be clear on what social media, how social media can be added to the spectrum of services that you're offering those clients as, as a marketing agency or as a digital agency. I, I don't think... Being a digital or marketing agency without including social media as a you know as a thought in the process is is a good idea. So and that in 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 a lot of cases that will mean that oh you don't don't go on social media or don't bother or don't worry like don't don't waste your time nothing's going to happen there or at the very least you know what we have a basic plan that will just get rid of social media for you so you don't have to worry about social media the the. The, the start the entry point for me for an agency is like you know what social media is that thing you cannot not be on right in 2021 for for almost not every business but let's say for 90 percent of the businesses it's pretty hard to avoid being on social media but you will never have amazing results on social media this other stuff will give you amazing result like 
you know, great looking website, an amazing nurturing campaign or landing pages with the right content, content creation that resonates with your ICP, all that stuff, it's going to grow your business. It's going to be impactful on the bottom line. Social media, frankly, you do it, you don't do it. It's not going to change much, but you cannot ignore it because if you ignore it, then, then instead of not being an asset, it's going to be a counter asset. Like it's going, to, it's going to be something that hurts you. It makes you look bad when you don't want to look bad. So we have a package, which is forget about it package. <laughs> we take social media and we make sure that you don't look bad there. And it's, you know, it's not a lot of money because, you know, you can charge a lot more when you're adding value or creating value. When the only value you're offering is forget about it, we'll, we'll make sure that you don't look stupid on social media. That's the bare minimum of like social presence. Um, that is, that is, you know, a step one of, of including social into the package of recurring stuff that you do. That should not be cheap because that's, that's, that's conversation I had with my, my customer success team today. This is peace of mind for the business owner or, or the business, um, uh, leader whom you're speaking with and peace of mind is not cheap, right? Peace of mind is, should be expensive because, the, the, the opposite of peace of mind is freaking expensive. <laughs> uh, so that's that's step one. And then step two is value creation, obviously. So when you're like, okay, well, you, you're not yet creating value on social, but given your business, given what you sell, given your industry, you know, you're, you're, in a, you're in an industry that's very visual. I don't know, jewelry or, or fashion or tourism, travel. Well, travel doesn't mean very fashionable in the last two years, unfortunately, but it's going to get back. We all want to, yeah, it's coming back. We all want to travel, go on vacation. So all these industries are super visual and, and, and when they post something, people get excited and whatever it is, you know, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, um, people get excited. They, they react, they react because it's positive. They, they, they enjoy the, the, the view of those, you know, of those hotels and beach and bars and food and whatever it is. So, when you have a business that fits well with social, i.e. people naturally react positively to those businesses, social should be in the mix. Like there's there's no way you 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 shouldn't try to invite your client to invest social more. If you're selling nuts and bolts, you're probably in in the first in the first, you know, in, in, in the previous one. I.e. we're gonna do the bare minimum for you. So now the question, the question is, how do you add? So on the first one, you add value by creating peace of mind and, and telling them, hey, you know what? I'm going to relieve you from thinking about this. On the second one, you have to set goals that have impact on the bottom line. The goals cannot only be a number of pieces of content every month, you know, like engagement going up, um, views or whatever. Those are all nice and all, but if you only measure that, if all you give to your clients is social media metrics, which may sound like vanity metrics for many of them, not all of them or many of them, you're going to end up in a bad place at one point. I don't know when exactly, but you're going to end up in a place where they're going to feel, ah, I'm going to internalize that. I'm going to go for another agency, you know, like... So at whatever you do, you absolutely need to have a level of impact on the bottom line that you can prove and show and discuss with the client and, and, and work work on. So your social media work is not only social media result, it's also business results.
Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. But with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Um, that's a good insight. So from there, um, I want to dig into what you're seeing in the industry around pricing and margins. Um, what kind of pricing and margins are you seeing social media agencies get? And where do you see people pulling away from the crowd and getting above average pricing and or above average margins? What's true about those agencies and what are they doing differently that we should know? Um, what I'm seeing, let, let's start with the the bad stuff, the not, don't do stuff. <laughs> I'm seeing people who come to us and say, I can't afford your tool because my clients are paying me 49 a month to manage their social media. So that is the no-no kind of, you know, um, situation. You, you cannot be charging 49 or 99 or 199 or anything like that. It, it makes no sense. That That's... Cheap product pricing. It's not service pricing. And I, I see too many people do that still today. If you're doing that, your clients see absolutely no value into what you do. So it's either true and you should do something else or propose other services or, or switch to a different different you know type of marketing services. Or you undervalued what you sell and then you go back back to square one, what we discussed earlier in that conversation, you know, reevaluate how much is how much what you do is worth and, 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 and up your price. So that's the first thing. And the, the, the people I see who are, who are doing well are usually at least, you know, four digit. Like it's a thousand or more a month, you know, per, per client. Like, like the starting cost is, is around a thousand. You know, at the end of the day, if, if you have, if you're, let's say you're doing, so, I'm going to take the example of people who do only social. If you're doing only social and, 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 you're having like five clients. You probably can't handle a lot more than five on your own. And then you need to hire your first employee. Then you need margin to hire that first employee and then a second employee. You got to be making at least fifteen to 20,000 a month. That's, that's the bare minimum for, 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 for the business to, for your you know, solo business to be able to grow and, and add more people in the team. If you are less than a thousand a month, there's there's no way you'll ever get close to 15k uh, per month. So, and of course, if you're a bigger agency, then it's you know like 20, 25 people, and it's it's even more crucial that you charge you know in 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 the thousands rather than in the dozens. <laughs> dozens is a joke, doesn't it? Shouldn't even exist. But even the hundreds are are kind of a risky place to be because it's it's already expensive enough, so it feels that it's not insignificant. But it's not enough for the client to feel that um, um, they they you know that they're getting they're they're getting value. It's it, it, it's too much like like get rid you know take that away from my plate like you know give me peace of mind and, and I'll give you five hundred a month or something like that. 
Now, this brings me to the last question, which I think is the big asterisk on any social media management package, which is the content. Where is the content coming from? Who's responsible for doing that? Obviously, in a perfect world, the agency has complete control over that because then they can make sure that the quality of the content is good. It's aligned to the strategy, et cetera. But of course, there's going to be a wide spectrum here of where the content's coming from, how much of it the client's responsible for, any hot tips on how to think about that and how to adjust your strategy based on how involved your client um, wants to or needs to be in the production of the content itself? Ha, that's a big, wide question. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all answer to who should own content. Is it the agency? Is it the client? I've seen situations where the agency owned the client and did an amazing job. I've seen situations where the, con the, the clients owned the content and agency owned the distribution and, and they both did an amazing job as well. I really, and there will be moments in your, in a business where they, they don't have the resources, they don't have time, they don't have the bandwidth, so they will outsource the whole thing to the agency and the agency will do a great job at that. And, and then three years down the road, you know, things have changed, they've grown and now they, they have someone in house and that, that person is in charge of content globally. And the, the advantage that an agency has is that they will always be in the business of service doing, you know, providing amazing marketing service or digital service to their client. That's not the case for a business. I'm, I own a business with 130 people and I know how difficult it is to hire amazing talents and how long it takes me to hire an amazing content uh, producer, an amazing video producer, and you know, all these people. For example, take the video producer. I I, my size does not justify my hiring a full-time video producer right now. So I rely on agencies to do that. And, and, and it's probably going to be the case for, for, for quite some time. And I do think that there, there will always be an agency business relationship that will evolve and change over time. And there will be a moment in time where we will, owning, we will be owning the content creation and production and strategy. And there will be other time or other projects where the agency we work with are going to own that and, and do that for us. So I can't tell you, here's the recipe, this is how you should do it. Uh, but what I can definitely tell you is that when, when the agency has the right talent, they bring a lot of value to the table and, and, and we pay a lot of money for that value as well. Yeah. And from my perspective, it's like, that's a huge, um, especially if you're dealing with smaller businesses where it's a budget thing, like we can't hire you to do the content because of a budget thing. Your per from my perspective as the agency owner, I'm looking at that thinking, well, now I have this massive dependency on the client that if they don't hold up their end of the deal, then it affects the scope of my engagement. And it's a huge red flag in terms of like this scope of work, I might end up spending a lot of extra time chasing them, a lot of extra time producing content anyway, but I'm not being paid for it now because we agreed that they were going to do it, but I have to pick up the slack. So I would obviously defer to um, if you can be responsible for a lot of that content production, it's a great piece of redundancy. Um, but I would agree with you that if you're at a scale, if your clients at a scale where they've got a great in-house team and you're being brought in to collaborate, that's a different situation. One, one thing I'd like to share that I think is interesting and agencies can benefit from because they can always find a spot to be valuable and bring value to the table by doing that. So even if the content owns the, the client, sorry, owns the content creation, Back to, remember, create an amazing piece of content the market is, is craving for. Use social as a distribution channel for that piece of content. Track what that piece of content does after people have registered to whatever it is and subscribe and yada, yada, yada. 
go think about my coaching session. So we did the coaching session. It did last for one hour. Um, a lot of wisdom was spread out from that coach. And it's an amazing piece of content that we can use to attract agencies to our universe. What an agent, what we, our agency is going to do and what, what any agency could do with that is take that one hour piece of content and slice it into pieces, like dozens and dozens of pieces, that tidbits here, tidbits there, an amazing question here. You want to know the answer to that question? Head here uh, and then sign up and listen to the, to the entire thing. Um, and, you know, create snackable bites of content that gives you, that makes you, um, willing to see the whole thing and distribute and use social to distribute that for weeks and months to come with the trackable link and all, all you know ha have all that framework in place but use those little bits of content that you extracted from the main piece and you're making it so attractive that people look at those 10 second video of oh my god that's amazing what oh i want to i want to see the answer to that i want to see the question be that was asked to get an answer like that i want to see the next question the next answer and so on and so forth and and so there's it's it's it is not uh a stupid work it's hard to do you know creating snackable content out of a longer piece of content and making it making it amazing is difficult to do there's a lot of editing especially when there's video involved you have to pick the right snack you know snackable bits and stuff and there is a lot of value to do that because then your one hour piece of content becomes three months of promotion like three four months or more and and it's very hard to do and it's very time consuming and it's going to bring a lot of value to multiply the 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 result that the client can expect from that amazing content that they spend so much time on creating or they spend they had you spend so much time on creating for them so and i think that work 100 every single time you create an amazing piece of content you can apply that strategy and the agency can deploy it and 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 and, and market it for months and get amazing results that that's trackable and that's that's you know real roi that they can prove it's a great insight I do that with these podcast episodes. You'll be seeing <laughs> See? snackable bites of this out on social media. And that's super uh, hard so to do, that, right? It's hard. It's, it is tough. It's yeah. it's tough. And, and thankfully, I've found some good people to be able to do it. But it's not something that comes naturally to everyone. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, Emmerich, I know you got to get to dinner. So I want to make sure everybody has a chance if they want to learn more about Agora Pulse or a lot of the amazing content that you're going to be producing, a lot of the amazing free resources you're going to be creating, where should they go to get access to that? Stuff? Well, find me on LinkedIn. Definitely uh, invite me on LinkedIn and put, add a note. You know, when you invite people on LinkedIn, add a note. Hey, I listened to I listened to you on the podcast with Marcel and I enjoyed it. Da -da -da. We are about to release on um, beta a uh, ROI attribution tool for social media and I would love to get beta testers and agencies involved because agencies are one of the main targets for that for that tool so if you reach out to me on, on LinkedIn I'll 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 do that with you and I'll uh, welcome you in the, I'll, I'll put you in the beta and I'll work a long way with you to see how we can create amazing value for your agency as well Amazing. And I'll leave links to uh, Emmerich's LinkedIn uh, in the show notes so you can reach out there as well as links to relevant resources on Agora Pulse's website. So with that, Emmerich, appreciate you making some time for us today, man. It was great to have you. Thank you, Marcel. That was great for me too. All right. And everyone listening at home, let us know wherever you're listening to this, what you got from today's episode, questions, comments. We'd love to hear from you and we will see you on the next episode. Cheers. 
Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast, I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this, and it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.
Cheers.